This is Daisenshu EX, the podcast, episode 64 for the week of February 11th, 2007. Welcome to Daisenshu EX, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site, Daisenshu EX. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. What the hell kind of accent was that? I am not sure. That was like a bastardized British-Australian kind of <laughs> accent. Sir, know my. What he uh, said. I am, how you say, the Mike Labrie, the perhaps you say Vegito EX. And over what? here to my less than preferably right, this is Mary. Hey there. Hey there. How you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm glad to hear this. My throat hurts. I'm sorry. I can go for some hot cocoa. We'll make some later. Alright, motivation! Speaking of hot cocoa, Julian! Yes? How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm glad to hear you're doing good. We missed you last week. Yeah, well, you know, the whole singing and dancing thing, I was kind of busy. I have such a phenomenal mental picture. Yes, well, you'll get to see me sing later in this semester. Singing and dancing, ha cha cha. In the ha cha cha la. Well, there won't, there won't be any choreography in the in the choir concert. Aww, that's we'll get right. to see it nevertheless. Good deal. But you're doing good. Yep. Sweet. Got any uh, interesting stories to tell from the last two weeks? Oh, let's see. Got my interview for the jet program coming up. Cool. Uh, it's a week from. Well, actually, by the time this podcast comes out, it'll be on this coming Thursday, February fifteenth. Cool. Japanese consulate. Cool. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of scary. It's going to have to be coherent in Japanese at 11 in the morning, so <laughs> um, that's always a little bit rough, and I hear they kind of, uh, you know, test your ability to stay cool under pressure, so uh, hoping for the best. Maybe I'll, you know, go hang around Kinokuniya for a little bit beforehand so I'm warmed up in Japanese. That's probably a good idea. Well, I say to you, sir, yeah. Faito, Faito. Yes. On the bright side, though. Yes. If I do get in, there's a lot fewer CIRs than uh, ALTs because the, the alts are the teachers. Uh-huh. Um, so if I do get in, I have a pretty good chance of getting to go somewhere I want to. So awesome. who knows, might end up in like Kansai or maybe even near Tokyo. But we'll see. Sweet. We are excited for you. Thanks. Cross my fingers. Well, Mary? Yeah. We don't really have any stories. Not really. It's been a quiet week thus far. It's been a busy week. Yeah, it's going to be a busy weekend, too, hence the recording on Thursday. Yes. Whoa. Um, we, we have some stuff. We do? It's sort of site-related, sort of podcast-related. Perhaps you listened to the podcast last week. Perhaps. Ooh. Or were involved with it in some way. We did a fun little thing last week. We did a little commercial, or as we called it, the first ever Daisenshu EX audio press release. I can't believe we're going to have widescreen. I know, it's exciting. I forgot to take pictures. <laughs> oh, oh, right, right, right. You should now, have. What happened is I actually found in the masters for the podcast some extra audio to the left and the right. Extra channels. Yeah. Oh, cool. And so, unfortunately, to give that to everyone, I had to crop the top and the bottom a little bit. But it's okay. I think you're really going to enjoy this experience. Mm. This, is, this is where the crickets come in. <laughs> because... We're obviously joking here. This was a fun little 
jab in the side. We just want to talk about it a little bit. Uh, it got an interesting response on the forum. We had a couple people that were like, the fuck is your problem? You're stupid. I hate you. <laughs> Did they not get it? It was that it was a joke. <laughs> were they honestly looking for like world-shattering news out of us? I think we may have disappointed people in that respect. And to that, I say, well, when I say this is the biggest news in this universe and possibly other parallel universes, usually that implies it's a little something over the edge. Hence, <laughs> joking. Right. So what we're gonna do is just respond to, I guess, the response. And say a little bit about why we did it. Some why? people I can tell you why. Yeah? It was totally spur of the moment. Oh, that's true. <laughs> During the recording of the episode, I forget who it was. It was actually was it Jeff's Jeff? idea. He was like, hey, you know, it would be funny if we did this, 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 this. And we're like, oh my god, let's go for it. He actually it's said, time we do a widescreen podcast, and it just went from there, because he saw the new monitor. Yeah, it just kind of snowballed, and then we're like, okay, actually got to do it now. Right. So our response to some of the responses that were a little, I guess you would say, dissatisfied with our product. Well, here's what we have to say to that. I kind of actually have three points that say why we did something like this. Some people were upset that we were you know, so, oh, so into it and so enthusiastic. And that's just it. Enthusiastic. Yeah. I don't think it would be interesting to listen to someone who wasn't into what they were doing. You know, I make a podcast, but I'm also a podcast listener. When I listen to other shows... It's nice to have wacky yeah. things inserted in the middle of shows. Yeah, if someone's not Parodies, into it... good stuff. I'm, I don't want to listen to someone who's just kind of talking like this <laughs> about the subject and the title and what it's about. And You're listening to National Public Radio. And now for Talk of the Nation. Exactly, that kind of I'm stuff. I'm your host. So if someone's being just crazy, you know, that wakes you up. keeps me entertained at work. So, And we actually mentioned this in an email. Someone was asking, you know, why don't we ever really talk about the dub music, that kind of stuff. We're not enthusiastic about it. How could we talk about it if we don't really care about it? So I think the fact that we even did something like this just shows we really do care about the show. and We just like having fun. So that's it. Second thing, we're old. We've said this before. We're old. We've been into the show... Over 10 years now, Mary and myself at least, we've been around. We're at the point in our fandom when we know when things aren't the end of the world. This box set's coming out. Yeah, we're very dissatisfied with the widescreen. There's some good stuff about it. There's some bad stuff about it. But we've gone through so much shit in the last 10 years, especially from Funimation. We know that our fandom can still live on through that. Right, I mean, God, we're doing this show. Right. How many years after the peak of the show in this country? So it shows that our fandom is still there. Right. No matter how much we get put through the ringer. <laughs> exactly. If we can persevere through all of Funimation's releases, I, th I mm -hmm. think we're going to make it. You know? Woo! The other thing, we're not shills for Funimation. If there's some stupid product... We're gonna mention it. That's what we're here to do. We're here to talk we're about it. We're not here to push products. <laughs> we're here to talk about it. Right. If I was going on and on about how great it was and how what they were putting out is just the best thing ever and you have to buy it and this is where you can get it and we are so excited. Authoritativeness isn't really a word. Authority is, but I like to say authoritativeness. Someone okay. talking like that wouldn't have the authority to... Why wouldn't you want to listen to that show? Well, then it would be a corporate... Exactly. Podcast. And we're clearly not that. We're not the right Ooh. stuff podcast. Is that like the I want a PSP for Christmas blog? Exactly. <laughs> I, I think the fact that we do dislike certain things and we're real people, 
that just shows, you know, we're we're like you guys. We just happen to make a show about it. I kind of mentioned it, but point out ridiculous things when you hear them. You don't have to stand for that kind of bullshit. Here's the exact quote from back when uh, they were saying what the news was going to be. We didn't really know. This was, quote, Following the Dragon Ball Z wish-granting event, contestants and fans will make their way to the Christopher Reeve Theater for the biggest Dragon Ball Z announcement in years. You will have to see it to believe it, but the announcement is sure to cause a stir with the millions of Dragon Ball Z fans in the United States. Do you remember when we were first talking about this quote on the show and we were speculating what it could possibly be? We were really setting the bar high in terms of our expectations. We're like, oh my god, they they somehow managed to get a new movie made. Maybe an OVA. And it's just, oh, okay, remastered. Cool, okay, they they brought over the Dragon Box. Oh, no, not so much. Right. They, they pumped it up to be this earth-shattering thing. And even still, if you look at all their marketing for it, they are treating it like the world has ended. This is the greatest thing since light spread. And it's not. Point it out when you see this kind of bullshit. And for all of my gaming friends out there, I have two examples for you. Blast processing and do the math. If you know what I'm talking about, you get it. And if you don't, look up your gaming history. It's the same kind of bullshit that was done in the past. You don't have to stand for it. Um, the end. What it comes down to is, yes, we cut the box. <laughs> I actually got it today. Uh, we're going to be doing our full review of it next week. So Hopefully, if we mm. actually get enough time to sit down with it. That's true. And put out some uh, some notes. Yes. Yeah. So we'll be bringing someone on the show to talk about it with us, and I'm really excited for that. And I think everyone's still really wanting to hear about it, wanting to know about it, even though it's kind of out now. Yeah. It's still the big topic. Mm-hmm. So we're going to cover it. And I'm going to say it now. I think I'm not going to buy any more after this one. I just think Ooh. that's the way it's going to go. So we'll see. Let's move it on into the real news for the week. Hey, Julian. Hey, Mike. I am very sad. Why sad? Because I was supposed to get a new video game this week. I think you bought, like, three video games this week. I don't think you're going to miss one. No, I only bought one this week. Well, it always <laughs> seems like three. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> Julian, what happened? It, it looks like the game that you ordered got pushed back to March. 21st! End of March! Okay, anyway. Right. It looks like Haruka no Goku Densetsu has been pushed back to around March 21st, yeah. according to Play Asia's listing. Yeah. Maybe you explain why you haven't gotten it yet. That's true. You know, I didn't get any. Your package has shipped. Usually Play Asia um, ships it out two days before release date. It's fair. It's coming from way the hell over there. I'm not going to get it before its actual street date. So, but yeah, it didn't ship, and we've all been checking our orders, and Play Asia's listed the new date on March 21st. So that kind of sucks. On the other hand, Play Asia's got a little sale going on, and uh, you can grab the Japanese version of Super Dragon Ball Z for the PS2 for a pretty ridiculous $19.90. Woohoo! Um, they were also selling some other stuff. I believe the Asian version of Sparking Neo was also about the same price. Like mainland Asia? Yeah. Huh. And the first Game Boy game, but that was out of stock when I checked. 
Hmm. So that kind of sucks. But I own it, so I can't be too sad. And that's really it for news this week. I mean, a couple little video game things. Unless I, anyone has any earth-shattering, oh my god, news. Well, it's not oh, oh, earth-shattering. Oh. I thought there was a new cover released. Oh, that's true. We got the American card art for Haru Kanaru Densetsu. Densetsu. Wow. They yeah. left out the only word that American fans are going to know. <laughs> it's true. I actually like the American cover art for the yeah, game. It's pretty <laughs> it looks neat. pretty cool. You can check. Uh, we have both the American and Japanese cover art for the game up on the homepage of the website. Nice. Did you have something else, Julian? Oh, yes. Uh, apparently, this isn't Dragon Ball related exactly, but okay. there is going to be a new Dr. Slump feature coming out with One Piece Movie 8. Oh, so it's confirmed it's coming with One Piece. Yes, and, and there's going to be a special brand new... Dr. Slump One-Shot, released that same month, which is awesome. March. I believe that comes out March 6th. That's exciting. Mm, it was announced on the site for the DVD release of Dr. Slump, since that's coming out. Uh, that's oa-anim.co.jp slash tv slash arare. Arare or arale? Arale. Gotcha. And uh, scroll down to the news. Uh, it looks like the, um, the new movie work is going to come out March 3rd, the day after my birthday, with One Piece Movie 8. And um, the special brand new Dr. Slump chapter is going to be coming out in the April issue of Monthly Jump, which will cool. be hitting newsstands on March 6th. Nice. Mm-hmm. have to go grab that shiz. Oh, yes. So it's not really Dragon Ball, but it's new Toriyama, and we're hoping yeah. he's going to make his way onwards. Well, that's uh, some cool news. Yeah. Well, that wraps up the news, and now it's time... For the topic of the week. Our topic this week is a character-centric thing, and it's actually in response to a bunch of emails we've received. Wow. It's astonishing to think multiple people had this topic in mind. Well, a lot of people had different angles for how they were approaching it. Um, one of our most popular episodes, it seems, has been the one where we talked about the intricacies of the characters' voices that in one Japanese. That was fun. It was fun. Uh. And a lot of people wanted to know, is there anyone else that talks funny? Do they have any <gasps> weird patterns? That kind of stuff. And uh, we also talked, I think, one episode about all the villains and their motivations. And so mm. we have two topics of combined in a lot of people's emails. And so what we're going to do today is about Cell. Cool. They're practically different characters, the way he's voiced. It's fun, because it's the same Seiyu voice actor the whole time. Um, there's no filters or any weird shit thrown on his voice. But the way he acts in all the different forms and the way he speaks is different enough that you can hear difference and it's fun to talk about. So we should introduce the man himself. And that's not Cell. That is Mr. Norio Wakamoto. Yep. Who uh, you may know from such prominent roles as Vega slash M. Bison, depending on where in the hell in the world you are. From the Street Fighter games. Also did Vicious and Cowboy Bebop. Of course, Mechazawa and Cromarty. But, you know, mm. his most important role in all of Japanese television... Oh, 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 is, is, is Chio's father from Azumanga Daio. While that, is, while that is important, I do believe the oh. single most important role is clearly the eye-catch narrator from Scryd. Oh, that's true. <laughs> so we're going to start it off with, of course, first form cell here. We have a couple voice samples that we'll play for you. And uh, just in general, Mary, when you first saw Cell, what did you think he was going to sound like? Quite honestly, the way the uh, English version of Cell sounds. Yeah? Yeah. I can see that. This I've used this phrase in the past, and I think it applies here. I'm going to throw a bone to the dub fans. 
I thought Damien Clark was pretty good. Oh, yeah. He was awesome. Oh, yeah. Definitely one of my favorite dub voice actors on the show. I mean, I didn't watch the whole Cell Saga, and I really dislike Second Form's voice. But uh, overall, I thought his first and Perfect Form voices were pretty accurate, even. Mm. Good stuff. But so you expected him to sound kind of lizardy. Yeah. And, uh, okay. Julian, what about you? Um... I mean, I haven't heard a lot of the Cell Saga in Japanese, actually. Okay. So, I mean, I've read through the manga. That right, part, right. So. I mean, yeah, you've read the whole thing. So, it's, I guess, being, I've heard only the dub voice, I'd have to go with that. I was taking all the sound clips, and I said, oh, I sent to Julian. And then I was going, well, if I'm making the sound clips from the DVDs, I might as well just encode the video clips to send it in to say, you know, everything in context. So, we're all working off the same stuff here. Um, let's just kick it into gear here with First Form Cell, and actually this is when we first see him, his introduction with Piccolo, so we'll play a couple, uh, voice samples here. So when I think of First Form Cell, I think of very long, drawn-out speaking. He's got a bit of the lizardness in him. He does. Uh, mm. He makes lots of kind of noises. Yeah, I mean, bleh, being <laughs> the main one that comes to mind. Kisama,とてつもないバケモノと感じたのは勘違いとは思えんが、なかなかやるではないか。いくら私がまだ完全体ではないと言ってもな、完全体。<笑> まさか、貴様、そのために人間を襲って、生体エネルギーとしていただくのだ。答えろ。貴様をタイムマシンでこの時代に送り込んだのは誰だ。貴様の仲間か。送り込んだのは私自身だ。あのタイムマシンはこの体には小さくてね卵まで自分を退化させる必要があったのだそれにしてもタイムマシンのことまで知っていたとは驚きだぜだがまあこういうことまでは知っていまい Uh, I thought it was interesting, the way he kind of makes his voice a little bit gravelly and makes the weird sort of noises while he talks. Yeah. I mean, his speaking style is, the lines that he has are pretty consistent in terms of style right. and formality the way th- a whole way through, but right. he, he alters his voice every single time to give it a weird kind of character. Yeah. And this one is very sort of animal-like. Yeah, I think it fits pretty well. That's what I like about, you know, in the Japanese version, they don't alter... The voices, any kind of mechanical way, they just, they act. <laughs> I guess that's a testament to their acting skills, is it's how they edit their characters. I don't know. Anything else mm. to say about him? I, I just love his looks. I love the look of First Form Cell. I guess the stories that the editors didn't really like his look, and Toriyama mm. had to keep changing him. <laughs> had that problem for, like, an entire saga, it seemed, that the it's editors like... weren't really liking his villains. Your villain's not pretty enough. <laughs> now he's not evil enough. Now he looks human. That's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Mary, get anything else to say about First Form Cell? Just that I think that his voice really, really matches his yeah, appearance. I think it does too. 
Let's take it in the second form here. When I say he's speaking a little more properly, I guess I mean that he's not making so much of the noises anymore. Like it sounds more, not conversational, but just normal speaking again. He doesn't sound like an animal so much. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but there's still something weird to it. Julian, what kind of vibe did you get off of second form? Um, still kind of gruff. Yeah. That's the main thing, but not quite as much as the first form. Right. What did you think of the, uh, the big yelling scene? I had to throw that in. <sighs> I think also in this clip, it's interesting is that he... It's, it's a very gruff way of speaking, even though his level of formality doesn't really yeah. change that much. It's a, it's a little bit of a descent into a lot more impolite, but mm -hmm. he goes back after that scene to right. a slightly, you know, cocky, kind yeah. of not polite, but not belligerent either. Right. I don't know, kind of like thug. That, I think that's a great way to describe it. That's kind of Where, the vibe you get off of his character mm -hmm. design, too. So grammatically, he's not really that much more polite in his final form, but his voice changes right. to sound more pleasant. Well, let's just get into that now. He's That's calm. where we are. Perfect, konzentai, whatever you want to call him. He's, uh... He's sexy. He is sexy. I guess you would say he enunciates very well, finally, when mm -hmm. he's talking. I think he's a little slurry in <laughs> second form. Yeah. But you can very distinctly hear what he's saying in his perfect form. He otherwise... Daga... And he's cocky, but not to the point of, like, Frieza cocky. Yeah, let's compare his style of speaking here with Frieza, because he does have some of Frieza's cells, and I think some of that shines through a little bit, especially ah. in his perfect form. Yes, I guess we can read into it that way. <laughs> I mean, he's also got Goku, and he's got Vegeta, and... And all villains, you know, by nature have to be a bit cocky, especially in a long-running shonen show. Yeah, but I think in this final form, he starts getting a little more into the condescending, kind of Frieza-esque talk, the way he acts. I mean, hell, he but, set up the Cell games! Well, but exactly, not nearly as polite, like, right. as far as I've seen of the clips you gave me, anyway. Right. So he is not nearly as, say, polite as Frieza, but yet at the same time, he gives off the same sort of aura. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I did send you over this one clip, and it's something I just still always remember from my fans of days. I'm like, I love that scene so much. And it's right after he did the, I guess you call it the first Kamehameha battle with Gohan. Uh, Cell jumped up into the sky and fired that full power, and everyone was like, oh shit, we're all dead. And <laughs> yep. Gohan did that very silent, ah, 
<laughs> anyway, and then um, cells missing like half of his body regrows it and he's just kind of sitting up there and this is what you hear The very last one there, he actually... His voice cracks? His voice cracks. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> and Cell has never gone to that point. So he's really losing his cool here for, like, the first time. Right, and that's where I kind of feel like Frieza's showing up again now, and he's kind of losing just all control over what's going on. And everyone actually says that, because Cell pops down, and this brings in all sorts of rumors and theories where it looks like he goes into that what we would call ultra super saiyajin form where he buffs himself up or was it just simply bad animation no because everyone i think trunks even makes some kind of comment like oh he's making the same mistake oh okay um he can't keep up with his speed etc but the point is here he's losing his cool and his voice and the way he's saying things is reflecting that resorting to going into that form Right. Is also him. And he, you know, he's desperate. And I guess you'd say he's cursing? <laughs> How would you translate that? I would translate it probably as just shit. Or god um, damn it. Yeah, the, the latter sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. Damn it! Yeah, exactly. Nah. So I like that when he's kind of going over the edge there. But uh, mm-hmm. Julian, general impression from you, Perfect Cell. Like Frieza, he tries to put on an air of um, civility, although not nearly as much. Right. Or as extremely as Frieza. Mm-hmm. But um, his true nature is easily revealed. Pretty pissed. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I just like him. He, he's suave. He is suave. I don't really have anything else to say about Cell. I think he's got a very nice progression in his voice, and we got the clips to prove it. He's a great voice actor, being able to do all these different forms. He is a fantastic voice actor, and he's done so much stuff, and that's obviously a testament to his talent. Mm-hmm. My hero! Your hero? No, he's my hero. He can't be your okay. hero. Our hero! There you go. I'll accept that. <laughs> is he in Tara agrees? Yes. Our special guest star, Tara. Yay! <laughs> Kitty! So there you go. Norio Wakamoto. That wraps up the topic, so we're going to move on. We don't have releases, because the game got delayed and everything else came out. Yep. Nothing too much. So emails it is. We get two emails this week. Mary, why don't you read this first one from the Eric? Oh, right. The Eric. The Eric? I don't see a the. I know, but I just felt like saying that. Well, he says, hey guys, Eric here. Minus the the. (laughs) Anyway, I was just curious. I know you guys hate the dub, as do I. But do you have any idea how Funimation, and subsequently Viz, came up with the name Hercule to replace Mr. Satan? And the only reason I allowed you to say that is because it's in quotes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the nature of the question <laughs> right, right. kind of, you know, requires that. I know, I know. Okay. You could still bleep it. <laughs> That's true. Beep. 
Unicorn! <laughs> Throwback! Anyway, I mean, I know why they did it, but where on earth did that name come from? Also, wouldn't it make more sense to come up with a name that sounded enough like Satan, but not enough to be an obvious reference? Thanks for your time. I know this one! I know you do, that's why I wrote it. Oh. I mean, I didn't you wrote this email. question. <laughs> <laughs> the outline. Conspiracy! We don't actually get emails. I write them every week and I assign <laughs> names to people. We're pathetic. There's actually only one person listening to the show, and that's me. No. <laughs> All okay, this anyway. work to uh, amuse you. Go ahead. Okay, so the answer to this is fairly simple. They have precedent, and that comes from the French dub of the series, where yes. they called Mr. Satan. Drumroll, please. It's a drumroll, damn it. Uh, well, no, because then, all right. Thank you. Okay. Hercule Satan. There you go. So, they called him Hercule, or actually, that's the French version of Hercules, so. Right. They, it has nothing to do with it, but keep in mind that this is the same dub that called Tadas Goku's brother, so. That's true. The French dub is kind of wacky. So, pay them no mind. Right. But Funimation did pay them some mind, so <laughs> we got stuck with this really weird name for the edited version. I would like to interject, however, that and most people don't even know these came out. Are you going to say what I think you're going to say? Probably. Uh, during the original syndication run of the series, believe it or not, Bandai did put out yes. the Super Battle Collection figures in the U.S. Mm -hmm. They had um, in dual English and French packaging. And later, Irwin got the license over here, and they put them out themselves. But first, it was Bandai. And on the back of the boxes, where it showed all the characters and their names, oh, it listed oh. the character as... Mr. Savage. Mr. Savage. And that would be your um, your idea of, couldn't they pick a name that sounds close enough to Satan? Mm. Well, I guess this is what they were thinking and then they came up with Savage. A wrestling well, this reference. one sounds close to copyright infringement. Ooh, <laughs> <Exactly>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so that may be the reason they didn't go with that. True. I think that would have made more sense. I would have been less... Angry? I mean, not that I watched the dub and it really affected me, but I have to read it on internet message boards and it makes my fanboy heart weep. But it would have tolerated that a little more. Mr. Savage, I think. As long as it get the Mr. in there. I know, that's what really irritates me. It's like, that's part of the whole thing. Like, Mr. Satan. Not Mr. Hercule. <laughs> Mr. Hercule, put him over here, please. Mr. Hercule, quote, please. I was going to make a Steam reference about Hello Kitty. But oh, I it's just about oh, no. you. <laughs> <laughs> you and Hello Kitty. Sorry, I had to do there it. There you go. All right, I think... Uh, does that answer the question? I think so. We yep. have two possible answers. Well, I mean, either the French version... Well, that's pretty much that, it. That is it, yeah. But and, just that there was a name before order. Hercule right. on the merchandise. All right, good deal. Let's take it on to the next question. This comes to us from Torybot. Yep. Uh, apparently, the little robot Toriyama is living in the UK now. Whoa. This, this is interesting. Okay. Hello, Mike, Mary, and everyone's favorite Japanese yet not Japanese dude. Oh, dear. Man? Er, mm. Julian Sensei. Oh, dear. <laughs> we all know that you, for the most part, hate GT with a passion. I love how both emails talk about us hating things. <laughs> <laughs> That, I, I can't say that I've really seen enough of it to hate total it. Total coincidence that both <laughs> questions are like that. Anyways, so my question is, other than the last episode, what did you enjoy and or like about GT? Some of mine would be, and this is Tori Bot's mine, Super Saiyajin 4 Gogeta, the opening and ending songs, and the oob slash boo merger. Thank you for answering my question. If you did, that is. I agree with that. 
I like Gogeta. I love the opening and ending theme songs. Sounds I actually great. haven't seen the Oob and Boo merger. Right. Um, what else do I like about it? I think I've said before I like the first 12 or so episodes. Here's my deal with GT. I like some of the ideas that they presented and some of the concepts they came up with. I thought the execution was complete and utter donkey shit. Yeah. I think the idea of repercussions for your wishes, so many wishes on the Dragon Balls, that is fucking genius. And something that Toriyama would have never come up with. But it was the most boring shit. I fucking hated those episodes. Yeah. They took such an awesome idea and made it suck. Except <laughs> for Ishinon's voice. That was sexy. However, <laughs> that couldn't make up for, you know, the rest of the shit. Um, yeah, wait. I like the idea of everyone coming out of hell, even though it was already done in movie 12. Mm -hmm. I just... A couple episodes of fanboy fodder with old characters. I like it. I'll take it. Um, I don't know. I do like the idea of another Super Saiyajin level. I like, and they kind of addressed it with Super Saiyajin 3. I like the idea of taking it back to the primal Ozaru kind of stuff. Uh, just like going back to your roots with the race and just pulling that all back in. Uh, was it executed? Well, uh, sort of. Kind of, okay. So I guess my deal is I like some of the ideas. Execution was shit. <laughs> what about you? How much have you seen? Um, like maybe 10 episodes. <laughs> Good deal. <laughs> well, you so know about it. Yeah, that's almost, you know, like six episodes shy of a quarter of the series. So It's true. <laughs> I love that. I've only seen 10 episodes. That's most of the series. What ideas did you like? Um, uh, I like the idea of, you know, Trunks actually being active in the plot despite being true. old. The Although wrong person, Trunks? I felt like um, they decided that normal Trunks' personality was no good, so over the time they just kind of made him into future Trunks yes. minus the angst. Yes. Um, and that just makes him boring. Exactly. I wish they had at least played up... I don't know, it was babysitter role a bit more when it was just um, Goku and Pan up in space. I would have liked mm. to have seen more of the just kind of when he's off by himself, just kind of like muttering and just saying shit, like trash talking or something. Right. Like Chibi Trunks would have done. Right. They needed more great Saiyan men. That too. I like the fact that they brought uh, Never 17 back, but I don't like the character everything else. Super 17 is ass. <laughs> <laughs> Character des I guess that's my problem. The character designs in the show suck, even the ones Toriyama did. Uh, I like the idea of Goku being turned back into a kid. It's a strange dynamic between Japanese and American fans. Everything I read from American fans is that they hated that Goku was turned back into a child. That's because it's not who they know. Exactly. They all got introduced exactly. to it via Z. As opposed to the Japanese, who were introduced to... The beginning. Chibi Goku. Right. I wouldn't say I hate GT. I think it kind of sucks. And I wouldn't really watch it by choice. But I think we actually have a date that we have to watch it by. I think I made this promise if I didn't watch it and do a review that, like, you can kick me in the shins or something. I get to kick you someplace better than that. Shins? It's not fun. Glad no, not there. I'm not that cruel. Oh. Oh. Let me at least punch you in the gut and knock the wind out of you. All right, I'll let you do that. Cool. Anyways... Yeah, so there's kind of our thoughts on GT. Could have been good, but I think it was kind of played out by that point. Even good ideas were couldn't be salvaged. Maybe the staff just didn't care anymore. That too. We'll never know. We'll never Because as more and more time goes on, it's more and more removed from <gasps> memories and stuff. and Memories. 
<laughs> Memories. Remember. Remember GT. Or not. That's going to wrap up the episode. If you would like to send in some emails, you got questions, you got comments, uh, send them on in. Podcast at IZX.com. Mary, how do you spell the podcast? P-O-D-C-A-S-T. That's true. Shift 2. That's the at. And then Julian, how do you do the DizeX part? D-A-I-Z-E-X dot com. So there you go. Uh, next week, we... I don't want to say the big one, because we've had bigger ones. And that is the review of the Vegeta Super Uncut Special Remastered High Definition Edition Emission DVD box set thing. The big orange thing. Yeah, we're going to review that next week. We bring someone on the show to talk about it with us. Look forward to that. Uh, I guess the review of Haru Kanaru is pushed back since it's not going to ship to the end of the month, which unfortunately means my uh, best remix 2006 one half super special uh, Saki CD, <laughs> which was part of that order, got pushed back. So, so, but we have other cool stuff planned. I'm very much looking forward to things. And remember that we're going to continue with the uh, manga review and analysis every month that we started last week. So make sure you get your manga ready. Read along with us. That's super fun. So, Julian, do you think you will be around next week? Um, I'm going to have to give you a possibly. It okay. largely de- largely depends on what day you want to record. Cause gotcha. I'll be here on Friday evening, but I don't know when I'm going to get back from New York City on Thursday. Gotcha. Mary, will you be here next week? I hope so, because I like being here. You also live here. Oh, I can't. I can't help that. And the kitties will be here next week. Maybe another guest appearance. Always fantastic. So that wraps it up, folks. Daizenshu EX. You can check out the website at Julian. Well, not at Julian, but... HTTP colon slash slash www period. D-A-I-Z-E-X period C-O-M. That's daizex.com. True that, my brother. So for Julian off yonder... And for the merry over here to my lesson for verbial rights, I am Mike Lepree, Vegito EX, and I was born to do this dance. So follow my every step. I'll lead your careening hips and slaughter your innocence. Daizenshu EX Podcast. Konshu mo kite kudasatte arigatou gozaimasu. Jikai wo otadoshimi ni. Oh, come on, put some energy into that last one. <laughs> Give me a manly one now. <clears throat> Give me an old man one. Give me a haughty Frieza-esque one now. Give <laughs> Oh, I just peed my pants. <laughs>